Thank you, sir. Um, let us pray. Lord God, thank you for allowing me to share your word. And may my words be guided by you. Amen. Last week, Jeremy talked about what holds us all together. And Neil sort of reminded us today that we are a family. And the theme this week is one body, different people, finding my place. And as we've just heard, just as the body is one organism, although it has many parts, and even though the various parts of the body are many in number, there is one body, so it is with Christ. Can I have my first slide, please? Okay. That's not my body, by the way. Um, okay, in this 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul is comparing Christ's spiritual body, the church, to the human body. Just as the human body consists of many different parts, so does Christ's body consist of many diverse members coming from different backgrounds and possessing different spiritual gifts. But just as the many physical body parts are combined to form one body, so the many diverse members of the Christian church are joined together to form the one spiritual body of Christ. Everybody here is important because we are all part of the body of Christ. I used to really dislike the peace. I don't mean that in a nasty sense, but I found it very, very difficult when I first came to church to actually go around and meet people and actually then speak to them. Um, and now I think it's the best part of the service. And I think when we do that, everybody here is, is completely different in, in, a dip, you know, in, a, in a sort of variety of ways. But we are still one body, one unit. And as we've just heard, the body is a unit though it's made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. And the reason for that is that we were all baptized by one spirit into the body. Can I have my second slide, please? Um, I think that's Richard on there somewhere, pra practicing, is, it? is that right? Is that how you do it now? <laughs> Big version? Our bodies have many different and unique parts. As I look around, God has created some wonderful bodies. Our physical bodies are one of the most wonderful creations on earth. One of the many wonderful things about our bodies is that they have many significant and different members. Our mouths, our eyes, our teeth, our toenails, our knees and our hair. And they're all members of one body. We don't have more than one body. Although, I guess I'm like you, sometimes I wish I did. I wish I had another body. Um, but we do have one body that's made up of different parts. And we, the body of Christ, has many members. We are all members of Christ's body. We are all members of Christ's church. Paul also wrote in Romans 12, verses 4 to 5, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Paul says that just as our physical bodies have many members that form just one body, so the many people who are Christians are all members of Christ's body, the church. Can I have my next slide, please? Um, I don't know about you, but I haven't got a clue about engines of cars. It's, it's a mystery, an absolute mystery. What I do know is that if one bit goes wrong, it all goes wrong, it stops, doesn't it? Or a light comes on somewhere. But you think about the components that actually make the engine of a car. 
how many components just go into that one thing that we all rely on. And then, can I have the next slide? And then that gets put in a car with all the other components. But what makes those cars unique is that they're all different. You think about all the components, all the different cars there are, and the same with the church. Lots of different people, but we are all part of the same body. We look different. Different races, different ages, different sexes, and we all have different gifts. We serve differently. There are different talents and abilities that we each possess. We talked at home group on Wednesday about the this church is fantastic because as I look around, you see a lot of different people, different ages, right from as we've heard today, from birth up to the oldest person who's here. I don't know who that is, but we've got a fantastic age range in this church. Some churches don't have that, so I think we're very lucky. We are all different, but we are all members of the same body. But also, we're all important because we are different. Everybody's important because we need each other. We just heard from Sue, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. It also tells us that if one member suffers, we all suffer. When one part of our physical body suffers, the whole body suffers. If you question that, think about your little toe the next time you stub your little toe. You think about the pain. The little toe might think it's not important, but when it suffers, the whole body suffers. And when someone in the body of Christ suffers, we suffer with them. You can see that when we say our prayer. You can hear it when people verbally say amen at the end. They say it with so much feeling. When one of us suffers, even when they think they are no more important than a little toe, we will suffer with them. And likewise, when one member rejoices, we all rejoice. We've also been told if one member ignores its purpose, the whole body suffers. If the nose stops smelling, the body will suffer. If the tongue decides to stop tasting, the body will suffer. If the foot decides to stop walking, the body will suffer. But another important thing that Paul says, I think as Neil reminded us this morning, is that not everyone has all of the gifts. Everybody has different gifts, but we all work together for the common good, just like the toenails, eyelashes, hands and feet. Can I have my next slide, please? I'm sure if you can read that, but basically it was a picture of the heart. You think about your heart. Not quite sure how many times it beats in a, in a day or in a lifetime, but it's probably billions of times. I'm looking at Richard for help. <laughs> Richard's saying, I don't know. <laughs> as long as it goes, ba-dum, ba-dum, we're okay. Um, but imagine, if you can, the different parts of your body and what they m- might say about their gifts and purpose. You imagine the heart. You know, I'm just stuck in a rut. For the last 45 years, all I do is beat and beat. Ba-dum, ba-dum. I'm tired of it. It's time for someone else to step up and do this job. Okay, feet, it's up to you. You pump the blood. It's not going to happen. The lungs. We're so underappreciated around here. 
I don't think the other organs realise that they couldn't do their job without us. If we stop doing our job for a few minutes, everyone will see how valuable we are to this place. The brain thinks he's big stuff. <laughs> Let him do without some oxygen for a while and we'll see how important he is. And then there's a the liver. Why do I get all the dirty work? You think it's fun making bile? I've been in this body for 45 years now, and do you think anyone has ever asked me to make any decisions, pump any blood, or perform any functions that are noticeable outside the body? Sometimes I wonder why I bother. And then there's the appendix. Just watch the rest of those organs work. Day after day, hour after hour, they work themselves to death. I'm just along for the ride. Why contribute when I can just sit around and do nothing all day? But we are important because we all need each other. Without all of those organs, our body wouldn't function. Just imagine again if you're right-handed. Imagine you've broken your left arm. This could be a conversation between the left and the right hand. The right hand might say, left hand, you're not missed. Everybody's glad it was you that was broken and not me. You're not very important. The left hand's asked, how are you superior? The right hand says, why? My owner cannot write a letter without me. The left hand replies, but who holds the paper when he writes? The right hand then says, who swings the hammer? The left hand says, who holds the nail? The right hand says, who guides the plane when the carpenter smooths a board? The left hand replies, but who steadies the board? The right hand then says, well, when our owner walks down the street and lifts his hat to greet someone, which of us does it? The left hand replies, but who holds his briefcase while he does it? The left hand then continues, let me ask you a question. When our owner shaved yesterday, you held the razor, but his face is cut because I wasn't there to help. Our owner's watch has also stopped. You may do the winding, but if I'm not there to hold it, the watch won't get wound. You can't take the money out of his wallet to pay for something because I'm not there to hold it. Our owner can do very things without me. Can I have my next slide, please? I don't know if you know what that is. Do you know what those are? Mr. Potato Head, yeah. Those are all the parts of Mr. Potato Head. Okay, all in the big heap. We should realize that we need each other. There can be no such thing as isolation in church. In the body, there is no question of relative importance. If any limb or any organ ceases to function, the whole body is thrown out of gear. And so it is with Christ's spiritual body, the church. Whenever we begin to think about our own importance in the Christian church, I think the possibility of really Christian work is gone. Verses 15 to 17 emphasize the fact that each individual member must appreciate he is, uh, his God-given role and the contribution he personally makes to the well-being of Christ's spiritual body, the church. We've heard, because the foot is not a hand and the ear is not an eye, it does not allow them to resign from the body. The foot may feel inferior to the hand and the ear may feel inferior to the eye. And out of a sense of comparative uselessness or out of a sense of envy and jealousy, they may be tempted to withhold their services but they must resist the temptation to do so. 
Each member must appreciate that it has a unique and necessary function. If the whole body were only an eye, it would lack the ability to hear. So the ear, though different from the eye, is necessary, and it too makes a useful contribution to the body. But it's God that has arranged the parts, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. Each member must appreciate that his particular function has been assigned to him by God. And God created the various members of the body and arranged them as he saw fit. So we've got all of the parts, and the next line, all together. Now I didn't realize how many different Mr. Potato Heads there were. I thought there was just one, but there was a whole range of different sorts of Mr. Potato Head. So all the different parts. But God has arranged the body, giving greater honor to those parts that lack honor, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the parts should have the same concern for one another. When one part of the body suffers, all the other parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the other parts rejoice with it. We are all different, and we all have different gifts, and we are all part of Christ's spiritual body. Let us pray. Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks, yours are the feet with which he walks. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Amen.